Say goodbye to performance robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Tonight, the death toll rises from that Houston concert. A 22-year-old college senior becomes the ninth person to die in the crush. A family's heartbreak. I want my baby back. Police recordings released as we see performer Travis Scott for the first time. All the new details tonight. The mask mandate ban overturned. A federal judge allows Texas schools to require masks. What it could mean for your kids. Testimony ends after Kyle Rittenhouse sobbed on the stand while LeBron James is weighing in. COVID and kids, the long-haul effects. Meet this four-year-old who lost his hair and couldn't stand for a month. Wild weather, the first blizzard warnings of the season in the upper Midwest. And now that same storm heads east, what you need to know. Caught on camera, two teenagers wrongly targeted by Chicago police, held at gunpoint and handcuffed. A family now demanding justice. Honoring our heroes in our special Veterans Day series, how those who serve their country are finding new careers on the golf course. And we salute some of the veterans in your life. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Veterans Day. We begin the news tonight with that rising death toll from that crush of people at a concert in Houston. We learned today that a 22-year-old Texas A&M senior died from her injuries Wednesday night after fighting for her life for five days in the hospital. Bartisha Hani is now the ninth victim to die. She went to the concert with her sister and cousin and got separated from them in the chaos. A nine-year-old boy who was among hundreds injured remains in a coma. The concert, headlined by rapper Travis Scott, drew about 50,000 fans to NRG Park last Friday. Many were trampled and struggled to breathe as the crowd surged towards the stage. Scott has a history of inciting fans to rage at his shows, and there are now dozens of lawsuits against Scott and concert organizer Live Nation. One of them has more than 100 plaintiffs. CBS's Lilia Luciano leads off our coverage tonight in Houston. Good evening, Lilia. Good evening, Nora. Houston police say they're investigating themselves to understand what more could have been done to stop those deaths. Because even with more than 500 officers working that night, it's still unclear why it took so long to act on that escalating catastrophe. There's a lot of people trampled and they're passed out at the front stage. We're hearing for the first time police radio calls as chaos set in. Pretty multiple reports of people being injured. CBS News obtained video from a source close to the Astroworld Festival showing police near the stage seemingly unaware of the unfolding nightmare. <laughs> this woman was all too aware. I fell on someone. And then two people fell on me. Sophie, who doesn't want her last name made public, says she was knocked down 10 to 15 feet away from the stage. It was this human pile of people. She was pulled to safety and just three weeks out of nursing school went right into action. The instinct would be to run away. What made you turn around? I just knew that I I needed to help. She saw three dead bodies before finding Arturo Sanchez barely alive. He was just comatose. I would say he was just comatose. He was just there lying by himself. She worked to revive him for 40 minutes, begging a paramedic for help. And he opened up his little backpack and had water bottles, gauze, and (laughs) band-aids. What was he supposed to do with that? The Astroworld concert now has a ninth victim. The latest 22-year-old college student, Parthi Shahani. At an emotional press conference, her sister demanded justice. This is our responsibility to make sure that we get justice for this. Travis Scott, photographed by the Daily Mail, is seen for the first time since the concert. We were begging him to stop. People are dying. Sophie and Arturo also want accountability. The two have now been reunited. I wouldn't be here without her. I mean, I literally owe her my life. In a statement, a representative for Travis Scott says the artist has been actively exploring ways to connect with the families affected, that he's distraught and desperately wishes to share his condolences and aid, but also wants to be respectful of their wishes. Nora. Lilia Luciano, thank you. Well, tonight we could be nearing a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. The defense and prosecution wrapped up their cases today, and the jury is expected to begin deliberations on Monday. Rittenhouse, now 18, could get life in prison if convicted of the most serious charges. As CBS's Nancy Chen reports, basketball superstar LeBron James is now weighing in. Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyers tried to drive home the point he was acting in self-defense when he killed two protesters and wounded another at a police shooting protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, last summer. Today, the final three witnesses took the stand, including a video expert to break down footage. 
What is the total amount of time of this event? Two minutes and 55 seconds, approximately. It's um, calculated out. There's a, there's a bunch of variables in there. This comes a day after an emotional Rittenhouse broke down when asked about the shooting. There were three people right there. Those tears, the subject of debate today, with even basketball star LeBron James weighing in, raising doubt, and saying to knock it off. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman. Emotional impact is really critical in a case of self-defense. With testimony now over, jurors will hear closing arguments on Monday, and they will likely get the case that afternoon. Nora? Nancy Chen, thank you. We want to turn now to the latest in the fight over former President Donald Trump's documents related to the January 6th insurrection. A federal appeals court today temporarily blocked them from being released. And it came just a day before a Friday deadline when a House committee investigating the deadly assault on the Capitol was set to get call logs, visitor logs and drafts of speeches from that day. Arguments in the case are scheduled now for November 30th. All right. The issues of kids and wearing masks in schools is a flashpoint again tonight after a federal judge ordered a halt to a ban on mask mandates in Texas. We get more on the ruling and what it means for other states from CBS's Maria Villarreal. After months of protests and intense school board meetings, a federal judge struck down part of a Texas executive order banning mask mandates in school. If a person with a disability needs you to wear a mask to keep them safe, it's just like needing a ramp to access the school building. The order cites the growing number of COVID cases among Texas students, more than 211,000 testing positive since August. The judge found the order conflicts with federal law protecting the disabled and that the state must make reasonable modifications to the ban to avoid subjecting students with disabilities to unlawful discrimination. We felt really stuck. Julia Longoria's daughter has moderate to severe asthma, considered a risk factor for developing severe COVID. She joined the lawsuit with 13 other parents. She will continue to wear masks because it's not about our own risks. It's about ending this. For those people that are not living in Texas, what does this mean to them? We have seen fairly similar lawsuits pop up in in other states. We certainly hope that it helps our friends across the country who are fighting for a safe return to school for students with disabilities in their states as well. And on the testing front, the FDA is expanding its recall of the Alum at-home test because of a growing number of false positives. We did reach out to Governor Greg Abbott's office, but have yet to hear back. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson tweeted out last night that they are looking at every avenue right now to possibly challenge this decision. Nora? Maria Vidal, thank you. And there are alarming new numbers tonight on kids and COVID. More than 100,000 children have now tested positive for COVID every week for the past 13 weeks. And now there are growing concerns about the long-term impacts of COVID on children. We get more on this from CBS's Meg Oliver. It feels a little, like, scary. Like, I just can't breathe. 14-year-old Madison Ford is a competitive dancer. She was healthy before she got COVID in January. Now, 10 months later, she needs an inhaler daily. Things are still a little bit off. This week, Madison returned to University of Michigan's Children's Hospital to check her lung function. The clinic is studying so-called long-haul symptoms in kids. My heart starts pumping really fast and my lungs it's just like 
constant need for air. A recent study in the UK found that COVID affects one in seven children months after infection. Symptoms can include headaches, anxiety, lung issues, and fatigue. Are you seeing an increase in the number of kids with long hauler symptoms? We are. Dr. Catherine Clouser and her team at Hackensack Meridian Health in New Jersey opened one of the first pediatric COVID recovery centers in the state last spring. Do you think that now that the vaccine is available to younger children, that's going to start to decrease? Or I certainly hope so. There has been some anecdotal kind of evidence that their symptoms do improve. One of her patients is four-year-old Aaron Estrada. He was healthy until he got COVID a year ago, then developed multi-system inflammatory syndrome and lost his hair and couldn't walk or stand for a month. Do you remember after you got sick, how it made your legs feel? Bad. Bad? Aaron needed months of physical therapy to learn how to walk again. They made you better, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Thumbs up. After 12 months of treatment, Aaron's doctors are hopeful he will make a full recovery. Aaron doesn't turn five until next spring, but his doctors here will vaccinate him early this month because his symptoms were so severe. Nora. All right, Meg Oliver, thank you for this story. And tonight we are getting a look at newly released and disturbing police body cam video out of Chicago. It shows an innocent black teenager being stopped four times in 20 minutes, handcuffed twice, and guns being pointed at him and his 13-year-old brother. Here's Dave Savini of our CBS Chicago station, WBBM. It is 8.09 p.m. on Christmas Eve 2019, and a couple of officers from Chicago PD are banging on Jalen Steiger's door. Okay, listen, at some point this door is going to be broken open, and you will be dragged out. Steiger was 16 years old and had done nothing wrong. Handguns are pointed at his head as police barge into his family's apartment without a warrant. I very easily could have been killed that night. The frightened teen was wrongly targeted and feared officers would harm his little brother. At gunpoint, they ordered Lazurik, who was 13 years old, to the floor. What are you feeling at that moment? Honestly, I was scared because I was like, okay, anything could happen at this moment. Steiger's encounter with police started nearly 20 minutes earlier. He had already been stopped three other times by different officers. This is where you live at? They eventually uncuff him and let him go. Yeah, we apologize, man. It's just bad, uh, bad timing, man, you know? Steiger, a standout high school football player, was stopped again. Police responded to a 911 call about a group of black males who were up to no good. Some officers were caught on camera admitting they weren't sure who they were looking for. Steiger says he was disgusted by the way police treated him. That was because of what they do to people like me. So People like you? Yeah, well, black teenagers. After the final confrontation, the boys asked why they used force. Police told them this. This case is being investigated by the Civilian Office of Police Accountability. Dave Savini, CBS News, Chicago. And let's turn now to some dangerous weather. Millions of people in the upper Midwest and northern plains are bracing for the first blast of winter weather. Heavy rain and high winds are expected to batter the east. CBS's Lonnie Quinn has the forecast and joins us. Lonnie, good evening. 
Good evening to you, Nora. Yeah, we're talking snow for some folks the first time this season. Let's go right to the radar picture, and you're going to find right now snow is falling for the Dakotas, portions of Minnesota as well. Heavy rain otherwise from the Ohio Valley into the Tennessee Valley. And all of this, whether it's rain, whether it's snow, comes with the possibility for severe weather. A high wind warning for portions of the plains. Winter weather advisory for portions of Minnesota. And right smack dab in between those two, we have a blizzard warning, the first one of the season. This is for South Dakota and for portions of the state until 6 p.m. tomorrow. I want to show you how the whole thing's going to progress. The computers will show us that by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, snow in portions like in portions of Wisconsin, Illinois. You've got rain along the eastern seaboard. Some of that rain is going to be heavy as well. And by tomorrow evening, a lot of that rain has wound down. But Boston, portions of Maine, still some rain out there. Snow showers in Chicago. Saturday, a little burst into the Adirondacks and the Catskills. Mostly this is going to end up being rain and wind as it pushes to the east. Rain, wind in the fall, blowing leaves off the trees, Nora. Rain on top of it, clogging the gutters and drains. Flooding could be a bit of a problem. All good info, Lonnie Quinn. Thank you so much. All right, on this Veterans Day, we're honoring all who have served in the U.S. Armed Forces. President Biden today laid a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. It's the first time in two decades when the country hasn't been at war. Later, he praised the nation's veterans as, quote, the spine of America. Mr. Biden's late son, Beau, served in Iraq. The Biden administration is stepping up efforts to treat medical conditions suffered by troops exposed to toxins from burn pits. We wanted to look at one of the most pressing issues veterans face when they leave the military. That's transitioning into the civilian workforce. For some, PTSD and injuries sustained during their service make it extremely difficult. But one group in Georgia wants to honor our heroes by helping them and teaching them new skills. Oh, my gosh, bonded. Army veteran Mary Catherine Gorlick says right here on the golf course is where she feels at home. What is it about golf that you think is therapy? You can be broken and still play. (laughs) Broken physically and mentally from eight years in the Army. It doesn't look like anything is, is wrong per se. It's invisible disabilities that people don't understand. Invisible disabilities. Absolutely. Something not always understood in the civilian world. But at Operation Double Eagle, your disability doesn't matter. And your service dog is welcome. It's a job training program in Georgia where vets learn golf course maintenance. A lot of us are disabled and we have our little quirks on on what we can do and what we can't. And there's no judgment there. It's like, oh, okay, hold on, back spasming, need a break. And, And there's no issue. They understand. Matt Weber understands the Army vet was homeless before he joined the course. Finally found something I'm I'm decent at and I enjoy and vets looking out for vets. There's nothing really better than that. After the nine-week program, Operation Double Eagle will help find jobs for those who want to work on a golf course. What's your favorite part of the program? I love the mowing. (laughs) The mowing. (laughs) Gorlick plans to start her own business and hire other vets. Get up there. Oh, beautiful. What's it done for your mental health, for your state of being? I'm outside. I'm surrounded by other veterans, so I have that camaraderie that means so much to veterans. There are so many ways to help our veterans. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The tide has turned for one of the world's most well-known rivers. Tonight, Britain's Thames is alive again with marine life, including seals, after it was declared biologically dead more than 60 years ago. The river is now home to sharks, eels, seahorses and birds. Decades of aggressive cleanup efforts restored the waterway, which is London's largest water source. Oh, breaking news tonight. Four astronauts docked flawlessly at the International Space Station. In the latest SpaceX mission, their Dragon capsule blasted off from the Kennedy Space Center Wednesday night. The astronauts will conduct science research at the orbiting lab for six months. The last SpaceX flight splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico on Monday. All this week, we've been honoring our heroes and asking you to tell us about the hero in your life. But we were overwhelmed with the hundreds of photos and stories of amazing veterans. Like Sergeant Major Howard Brown from South Carolina, who dedicated 26 years to the U.S. Army and still teaches ROTC at the age of 75. And Army veteran Benjamin Portaro, he escaped Nazi captivity by running away during a forced march. His daughter tells us he loves sharing his stories with young people. And finally, Joyce Levinson. She was one of the few women who enlisted in the Marines during World War II. Joyce passed away just a few days ago at 97 years old. So on this Veterans Day, we salute all of our heroes and thank them for their service and sacrifice. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman's on the road with the story of one veteran's uniform and what it means to his family. And at 12.30 Eastern tomorrow, be sure to join Steve live on the CBS Evening News Facebook page for more on this deeply moving story. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. See you right back here tomorrow. And happy Veterans Day to all who have served our country. Good night. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay, and and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.